And welcome, folks, to another program of The Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanan Yakon, here on ctkradio.org. So a few things happened uh, the past week. I would like to uh, share my opinion with you about them. I think as a spiritual leader, as a rabbi, as somebody that some would say well-educated, I hope, um, I think we have the leaders spiritual leaders who are serious about what they're doing and not doing that for fame, money, and all the other nonsense, we have the responsibility to see what's wrong in the society and hopefully, if anybody is willing to listen, uh, fix it. There was the job, the duty of the prophets in the Bible. And if you, if you read them, you see that people didn't like to listen to them. They're like the false one, those who are charismatic and uh, speak, you know, very high language, that type of stuff. No, they're the idols, they're the celebrities, right? Because the celebrities know everything. Yes, uh, very, very unique people. So I think it's my duty to share with you what I think is going on. And I would like to... uh, talk about and start talking about what happened in in Austin, Texas. We're talking about that kiddo, 23 23 years old, who decided that, obviously a very bright kid and polite and and all that stuff, um, that decided to be, how do you call that, a terrorist basically, sending people bombs home. And obviously, I, I'm not going to justify anything, any that type of a behavior. But I want, I'm trying to get into his mind and see what's going on. What brings a person like that to do that type of stuff? And it's not just him. And I think I already talked about it a little bit when we talked about the Florida school shooter. So the, here's the thing. This is what I think. From what we know about those guys, those ki- kids white, male, there is uh, an attack, if you want, on white males. All this nonsense of toxic masculinity and white privilege, all this, it's, it's pure garbage, pure garbage. And another thing that is, you can put into this picture is that there is no father there's no father figure in in those cases and many many other cases of young criminals regardless of their race that that guiding them you know people are just like either you know having a one night thing and then they get off duty if you want and leave the woman to raise this kid with the help of the government probably which is never a good thing. But the, the the basic unit of society is what? Is family. And here we are seeing a war on that uh, organization, if you want, the family. Where so you don't need the men anymore. You can be free. Women's women's rights, whatever. Obviously I'm all for rights for everybody. I would say I'm, I am for rights for everybody who can handle those rights properly. Okay? Um, but what we are seeing here is dissolving of this institute, of the family. Fathers, is a, if you, many, I, I have few cases, you know, people are come to me and in divorce process, and you see the, the damage that they are creating. The system is creating a lot of damage. Usually you blame the, the father, right? Okay, Mr. So-and-so, you're going to see your kids uh, twice a week for two hours, and you're going to pay so-and-so all the money. And you say, well, why, if I'm not going to see my kids, I'm not going to educate my kids, why should I pay? Why should I be involved? You deal with it. Have this beautiful government raise your kids, send them to public school, etc., etc., etc. So... This is a huge crisis. It's not just, you know, white people, black people, whatever. This is something that is being attacked over and over and over by, by so-called 
liberals, I don't think they're liberals, they're just fascists. They want to control everything in your life. If there is actually somebody that is liberal, is people like me, that are willing to have a conversation, willing to have a discussion, uh, based on facts, not on demagoguery and, and all this. So if it, if it was your son, all this guilt, right, if it happened, give me, give me a break. This is all nonsense. So, I would like to call all, you know, all men, take responsibility. Be part of your children's education. Life. Guide. Teach. Lead. This is, this is used to be what men used to do. And we had, you know, disagreement. We went to war and we fight each other, etc., etc. Look at the history books. It's all written there. But we should all come, you know, and see, look at the future. We would like to see less wars, obviously. We're going to talk about that in the next segment. But we'd like to see the family is sticking together. Because let me tell you something. It's not if, it's when things will collapse. Who do you think is going to stand by you? With all the nice uh, non-discrimination and all this, everybody will stick to each other. And how, to, 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 uh, to their families, to their tribe, to their basic, you know, organic unit, if you want. I remember in the, during the riots in, in L.A. in the 91, 92, something like that, where I'm talking about the Rodney King uh, thing. The Jews in L.A. saw all the, the plazas around them burning. People were, were you know, pulled out of the cars and beaten, and they burned their cars or stole their cars or whatever. It was crazy to go out. And obviously the LAPD, the Beverly Hills Police Department and all that, they were overround, over busy. They cannot go to any incident. And when I well, I was I lived in LA and I spoke to people and they told me, you know, those hooligans, those uh rioters who in order to show how they are pissed, have to burn, steal, loot and, and damage other people's property or life because they're so brave, obviously. They also went to, there is a section in, in Los Angeles called Koreatown. And they went there, tried to loot and to create damage in this little Korea, Korean peninsula, if you want, inside of LA. And the Koreans put few young guys on the roofs in the, in, on the main streets and when they saw they come, they were all armed. Few shots. What do you think happened to those brave rioters? They turned around and ran. They would say, oh, are you shooting them because they are black? No. Are you shooting them because uh, you, you don't agree with their gender identity? No. This is... Eventually, everything goes back to the organic unit. The tribe, the family... Ideally, all tribes, all families should live in peace, respect each other. That's what we want. Right? Like I always say, one God, many nations. Go ahead. Respect other people's property, and you will be respected. But it's not a one-way street. And when you are tearing apart the basic unit, which is what? The family. You will see people doing crazy stuff. This guy in Austin, what? I try to go to get into his mind. What I see is that he's white, he's male. Everything he's hearing is that uh, he's some kind of privilege that he never heard about. He was homeschooled, which I'm all for homeschooling. People need to take responsibility of the education of their kids. There are some benefits to, to public school, to uh, educa education department and all that, but... On the bigger picture, the parents should be involved. Could be through the church, could be through, I don't know, they, we can, that's something that can be discussed. But there was no father there, at least as far as I know. 
And when you hear that, that it's you, that you need to be blamed because you're white, because you're male, all this toxic masculinity, all this gender talk, that if somebody will say that you just looked at her wrong, it's already a, a lawsuit. He says, oh, and there is another, there is this reverse discrimination, also known as, uh, how do you call that here? They call it when you know, for example, for for example, that uh, uh, two college students, one is white, one is black, or or uh, Latino. When he have the lowest score, they will he will get the place in the name of diversity. They have a name for it. I forgot the, the term. This is racism. Only those who are qualified should be accepted, regardless of gender, identity, all those nonsense. We are all humans. Okay? This is what you need to think about. We are all humans. You want to succeed? Prove yourself. We'll look at you. You will have every opportunity. So, man, take care of your families. Be there. Take responsibility. And with that, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Jewish to the Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanania Cohen, here on CityCareRadio.org. Back to another segment of the Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hananiel Cohen, here on CityCareRadio.org. So my next topic I want to talk about is war. Overall, I am anti-war. I don't like wars. But if I need to get into war, I will do anything to win. Why am I talking about that? Well, I get some feedback when I talked about... Uh, uh, gun control, the whole gun issue, the all those topics that, or oh, the Second Amendment, obviously, people, people are like, oh my God, you are a supporter of the Second Amendment. Of course I am, because that's what gives me the right to have the first one. And I'm all for gun control. I would like to control my gun. Okay, not the government. I can control my gun. History showed me that if you're, you know, if you're helpless, you're worthless, basically. When when the time comes and and you know the situation is is hard and anarchy is on the street and all that or crime. So what we are seeing here is, if you look at what's going on in the world, when I look at it, I see a huge turmoil, huge mess. I'm talking about you know the Middle East is thanks to the previous administration is already in flame for what like eight nine ten years or so i don't feel sorry for the middle east but i do i do have a concern about the israeli state as a jew obviously so when i look at what's going on with the shia versus the sunnah right the the, the those two giants if you want in the islamic world that thank god they hate each other more than they hate the Jews. So, so it's good for me, right? I'm, I'm, I'm as a Jew, I'm going to be, you know, we'll talk later. First, you have to solve it between you guys. So you see what's going on in Syria, in Iraq, Iran, Turkey. Egypt is buying weapons like crazy. The, this country doesn't have enough wheat and flour to feed their people, but they're buying huge amount of uh, aircrafts and missiles and all that stuff. I wonder why. So what do we have? We have here uh, a barrel that's going to explode sometimes very, very soon, I think. And we need to be on the right side of history here. 
Why am I saying that? Because we're living in a generation where there is no more truth anymore. There is no, well, you have your truth, I have my truth. This is nonsense. This is total, excuse me, BS. Okay? There is evil and there is pure. There is good and there is bad. I hope Western society will be on the good side. Because right now they are confused and messed up. For example... There is a new movie out there, Seven Days to Antebe or something like that, talking about the Israeli operation during the 70s to uh, rescue the hostages in Antebe in uh, Uganda. Obviously, anybody who knows the facts see that there is this uh, sympathy to the terrorists. This is what happens when you're getting too much politically correct, too much... uh, um, emotional, if you want. Understand the other side. Look what happened in Europe. Europe is all about pluralism, used to be at least, pluralism and understanding and no more war, especially after what happened during the last two world wars over there. And people are taking advantage. Africa is moving to Europe. The Middle East is moving to Europe. But they are not coming to be Europeans. They are bringing their own baggage and this baggage is not suitable for europe basically some would say part of europe is already uh, middle eastern europe is is dying is dead and when i look at the united states and i see what's going on here people are not coming to be americans i you know i came from israel i can say that uh, i appreciate the opportunity i appreciate the the freedom even though it's not perfect Sometimes it's just an, it's just an illusion of, of freedom. It's better than other countries that where the government is in your veins, basically, sucking everything. So I appreciate that. And I know that many, many other people who, who are coming here are appreciative of that, even if it's, if it's not perfect. But there are other people who are coming here for what? To suck the blood out of the system. People that are not honest, people that are not, um, they're not straightforward, they're not telling you what, what they really, really want, okay? And if you look at what happened, how Rome fell, you see what, they had a, they had a wall, but they opened it from within because of internal politics, and everybody was, was slaughtered by the Germans' tribes that have a different culture. They didn't debate on stuff. They just stab each other. This is how you solve problem. This is how you still solve problem in Latin America, in in the Middle East, in Africa. This is how you solve a conflict. Whoever is more powerful, forceful, brutal, will win. So you can close your eyes and say, no, it's, not, it's never going to happen here because, well, because of politics, people are doing stupid things. They are not dealing with the issue. They just see how how their side can gain, you know, some kind of profit, political, money, all that stuff. Corruption. And all great empires collapse from within. And once they collapse from within, when there is no, there is no uh, uh, glue, if you want, that put people together, it's easy. To get to to win them at war. So this is what I say. I'm thinking that we are going to see a huge war coming soon, unfortunately. And if we are going to be confused, we're going to lose. So we need to straighten up and see. Okay, what do we need to do? How can we win that war? And this war should be very, very justified, right? You don't, you don't just go to war. It's not like Korea war, a Korean war, or Vietnam war, or where he says, people say, "Oh well, I served my country. I fought in in Baghdad or in Hanoi." What do America has to do there? This is all politics. But soon, it seems like the war is going to be here. Crime rates is getting up. up. Uh, 
all the illegal immigration when those who are bringing their violence culture with them. All this is going to take part here. So again, I'm anti-war. I don't like wars. I, I grew up in a war zone. When you grow up as a kid in a place like Israel, when you say, well, if you see a suspicious package, call, so call 911. If you see somebody that is, looks suspicious, call. You can't live in fear like that. But I'm trained. Israelis are trained in that. Americans are still in their la-la land, if you want. Equality, justice for all. Okay. We'll see the justice for all when it comes from the other side. Not everybody is... is um, ready for justice for 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 you know standing quality in quality for the law this is hard so don't get confused the time will come and i'm not like uh, being giving a prophecy here or try to you know spook people up and says oh my god the war is coming it's just and stick to your family to your to the truth and again, Christians, Jews, you don't, we don't have to agree. What is the truth? Who is the Messiah? All that theological stuff. Be a good person. Okay? Basic. If you see somebody needs help, give him a help. Give him a hand. Even if he's not from your same branch. That's, that's what makes better humanity. But when the time comes and you see a threat... To this kind of thinking, to this, to this kind of, if you want, advanced thinking that respect humans, and you have cultures that disrespect humans, I think the choice is very clear. Just something to think about. So we're going to take another quick break. You're listening to The Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hananya Kohen, here on citycareradio.org. segment of the Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanania Cohen, here on citycareradio.org. So, in a week, a little bit more than a week, uh, Passover is coming. I know that the Christians have their own, uh, how you call that? Easter, right? Uh, any relationship to the Last Supper and all this stuff? Okay. So, the Last, the last Supper, as far as I know, and I'm not an I'm not a, a expert on Christianity, I have enough to learn on Judaism before I even go there. Um, is all about um, you know the, the Passover night. So I want to speak about that. What is Passover? What is Pesach, as we call it in Hebrew? And I want you to imagine the, the situation. Obviously, I'm talking about what is described in the book of Exodus, and we're talking about. When Moses, Moshe comes and says, you know, guys, prepare, we're going to live. You're going to buy a goat or a lamb. I don't know how to translate that. And you're going to slaughter it and put the blood on the doorposts. People think, you're crazy. Do you know what the goat is symbolizing in the Egyptian culture? You are offending the Egyptians. This is horrible. Right? Thank God, no politically correct back then. Otherwise, we would, we would still be slaves. But the the goat or the the lamb was like the cow in India, was considered to be you know uh, holy or uh, sacred or something like that. And here come an arrogant slave, slaughter this god, this goat god, and it's not a shame of it. He putting he putting that is putting that outside on the doorpost. Look, this is what I did. 
So the, the best, the, the first step to get out of slavery is what? So some guts, some guts. Okay? Do something that is not politically correct. Revolt if you want. And, the, and if you look at the story of you know, the Exodus, we didn't revolt by going into a, into a self-massacre, if you want. We didn't have a chance. If all the, the Israelites will take swords and go against the Egyptians, they will, we will be wiped out. They were, the Egyptians were much more trained, uh, better equipment. We had just one secret weapon. It's called the Creator. Okay? And he says, you don't need to go and, and rebel like this. You're just going to say, we're going to cut this nonsense and stop this whole cycle of slavery and using other people. And we're going to go out and be free. And be free to worship whomever we want to worship, which is the one God. This is our God. Nobody thought about, you know, oh, well, the Egyptians are going to be very, very uh, offended. They're going to lose all this uh, labor, right? all those workers. Nobody cares. It's either good or bad. Slavery is bad. Some would ask, well, the Bible speaks about slavery, that you buy a slave. Well, that's true. But look at all the condition. If you buy a slave, you're buying a headache. Okay, you have to take care of this and care of that for them. It's not it's not a, a privilege. It's basically a punishment, if you want. But that was the cultures that back then slavery was, you know, acceptable. And you and if you say, well, from now on, no more slaves, people will say, for now more, no more religion. We're not going to accept that. Look what happened with Jeremiah when he says uh, everybody should uh, release their Hebrew. Slaves. Oh, yeah, the prophet says we're going to listen. They listened. After a few weeks, they took them back by force. They were already freed slaves, and they forced them to come back and to be slaves. And Jeremiah says, for this, you're doomed. It's over. You took the basic freedom, the basic uh, element of humanity is to be free. And Nebuchadnezzar is going to come and destroy everything, and you all going to be slaves in Babylon. And that's what happened. So, Judaism is all about being free. Being free means what? It's, again, it's not an anarchy. I'm free to do what I want. It's a great song, but that's not how things work. This is anarchy. Because you either serve the Almighty, the Creator, or you serve low, low-class desires, uh, gods, if you want, uh, companies, American idols, celebrities, all this nonsense. This is this is what you need to choose from. It's either your creator, who knows what's best for you. Can you believe that he actually created you? So he should know what's best for you. Who give uh, who gave us gave us um, the manual for humanity, which is the Bible? Do this, don't do this. Look what happened to those who did that, and look what happened to those who didn't listen. I think that's a, a pretty much clear message: what people should choose to do. And the point is, you cannot be without some kind of structure. So there is no. Uh, oh, I'm free from God. If you're free from God, you're a slave to something else. You're a, sla <clears throat> you're a slave, slave to the dollar, or uh, Bitcoin, as far as I care, or uh, TV, or Netflix, or video games, or cell phone, all that stuff. Right now, we had all this, uh, it's not a crisis, it's a fake crisis, about Facebook, you know, selling their information, it's not new. It was clear that that's what's going to happen because greed is a very powerful god. And many people are worshipping him. Regardless of their faith. It's all about making money. No more ethics, no more values, no more morals. 
And I don't like that when people are collecting information about what I like to do, where I want to go, what I'm searching in the internet to buy, I'm trying to find the best price, etc., etc., etc. This is a form of slavery. And I think you will all be smart to do something bold, just like putting the blood there. Get off Facebook. Get off Google and YouTube. Those companies that are sucking your freedom away. They want you to be hooked up 24-7. Cable, cable TV, uh, Netflix, Amazon, all that stuff. Okay, if you need to buy stuff, something that you really, really must have and you cannot live without it, I'm not talking about iPhone 20, right? I'm talking about something basic. And you want to get the, the best deal? Okay, Google, and then erase <laughs> erase your traces if you can most sometimes you just, they just tell you you can but you re you really really can't but don't be a slave to that types of tyranny be bold put put the blood out there meaning say i am not yeah you want to contact me either call me or send me an email I'm not, we're not, I am not anti-technology. I'm anti-slavery. So technology is good. Send, shoot me an email. Well, uh, didn't, I'm going to share it on Facebook and we'll talk. No. It should be private. Shoot me an email. Even worse than that. God forbid, can you imagine? Send me a letter with a stamp on it. Can you believe this? radical idea to have a piece of paper but if you want to go in all electronics go ahead it's easier obviously so that's good good thing but you have to be we all have to be more responsible for our privacy for our values because out there many many idols many many um, traps Everybody who's surfing the internet will know what I'm talking about. From one link to another link, to another link, to another story, to another website. Suddenly you see, wow, two hours just passed by. How did that uh, improve my life? Now, if you're reading Wikipedia and you're into history or whatever, okay, it's a different story. But from one story to another story, and this star did that, and the other star did that, and they have this competition... This is all a waste of time. Get a book, speak to your kids, speak to your wife, go to a movie together, go to a walk together, um, hike, fishing, whatever. Going back to my first point for today's program, invest in the family. Don't work like crazy 60 hours a week and then I don't know what, why my kids are into drugs. Gee, think. Where were you? You missed all the warnings, all the warning signs. Sit with them, read them a story, play a game. I don't know. Be creative. Parent. Be involved. Don't say, "Well, the teacher is going to take care of that." No. This is what I want you to think about. It's extremely important to get all those idols away. We all, we all have all kinds of idols. Coming from California, where I spent eight years, people are worshipping their cars. It's all about what car you are driving. It's all about what, uh, what watch is on your wrist. This is how, how the value of a person, which is a huge mistake. You're not going to be valued by the type of car or the or, or how big is your house or whatever, you know, necklace your wife is wearing. This is nonsense. But it's great for those who want to sell and to market and to divide people so they will be easier to control and push uh, 
materialism, nothing spiritual. Actually, even the spiritualism today is become materialistic. You have a credit card with the sign of yoga, the Om. Very spiritual when you waste your money and just, you know, slide the card. We have all kinds of religious organizations that are very materialistic. Where the rabbi, the priest, is like having a mansion. And I talked about it a few times. And he is very spiritual on other people's expense. Get a real job. You want to be a spiritual leader? Good for you. We might cover your expenses, but you're not going to get rich. Okay, this, if you are into spiritualism, you know, to get rich, something is wrong there. But you want to teach and, and share, I don't know, the gospel, the, the mission, whatever. Okay. We, should, we would cover your, your uh, gas mileage and, I don't know, your time, but not crazy salaries that you see. Rabbis, priests, or whomever, you know, does it? Such, this this is not uh, related to one religion. When you see a spiritual leader that is enjoying life, and we should all, all enjoy life, there is no there is no obligation to suffer if we can afford it, but you don't do it on other people's expense. All these uh, how you call them, ushers, those who collect uh, collect the money. No. This should go to those in the community who cannot afford certain things. If you have a family in your community that cannot afford to send the kids to summer camp or to buy uh, textbooks who are ridiculously expensive or to go to college, get a better education, and start a family. That's what you need to raise money for. Not to have a new window with someone's name on it or a door or what. This is... This is purely non-spiritual. Think about it. Take example from the Bible. Okay? The prophets were what? They were not rich guys. The king hated them. I think pretty much after uh, Solomon, Shalomo, all the kings didn't really like the prophets. There were few, obviously, righteous. But those who were not righteous, they didn't want to listen to the prophets. And the prophets were wear what? A robe made of uh, goat skin or whatever. Not uh, Versace or Armani or anything like that. Today we're living in a very confused society, so if you don't have Armani or Versace, nobody will listen to you. That's what... A proverbs, proverbs say, the wisdom of the poor, nobody is listening to. But the rich have many, many friends, right, that are waiting for him to die or to throw them a bone or something like that. There is no spirituality there or love or affection. It's purely interests. So find yourself a poor, wise man that is spiritual, that is not getting confused by a bunch of uh, Benjamin Franklin. Good luck with that. It's going to be hard. This society that we are living today is not uh, appreciate. Well, maybe they appreciate it, but they, they don't show it because they will all run to the guy with the money that controls them. If he said something, the priest, the rabbi will follow. Most cases. Some are still have some you know, values. We'd like to see more of that. So this is how you invest your time. You first have to kill the goat. Be bold. Cut the cord. Don't waste your time in front of the TV, in front of the computer. Be a slave to, to Google or to uh, Facebook or any, or any other company. And then... This is the first step. The, first, the second step is what? Invest in your family. We're all working hard. It's very hard to, you know, to bring the money and to... Uh, but good life doesn't mean you must have, like, the most beautiful house and you renovate every few, every, every few years. 
or you have a very expensive car that doesn't suit what you really, really need. And I can tell you, like I tell my kids, Rolls-Royce and Subaru are all standing in the traffic in the same way. Okay? Maybe a little bit more comfortable, but you're both standing at traffic time at the same way, all going 15 miles an hour, and some would curse, some would listen to music, but there's no, it doesn't really matter. No need to show off. This is not how you measure success. Success, you measure if your kids love you. If you are coming home late, your wife is calling, what's going on? You got me worried. Okay, we're waiting for you for to have dinner together. <clears throat> and find a time to eat with your family together. Dinner, breakfast, whatever, at least once a day. Keep the bond of the family together. That's all what you have. And when we're all going to go one day, hopefully later than sooner, what we are leaving behind is that those moments that we spend with our kids, our boys and girls, sons and daughters, wife. This is what, this is what people remember. Because if you think that after we're going to go, they're just going to, okay, let's see what he, le <clears throat> what's he left us. One apartment, two apartments, three condos, uh, two car, huge debt to the IRS or whatever. Half an hour and it's over. Okay. You put the ground, the, the, the dirt on, or you put the casket down, and people forget. So it doesn't matter how much books you're writing. That will, that will stay also after you go. After we all go, hopefully, is what your family, are they missing you? Are you a role model for your grand, grand, grand son or daughter? Be a role model. Get rid of the goat. Put it out there. Okay, and with that, we're going to take another quick break. You're listening to The Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hananya Cohen, here on citycareradio.org. segment of today's uh, program. You're listening to The Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hananya Cohen, here on citycareradio.org. So for the last segment, I would like to share with you a piece of Jewish wisdom. The way, based on the Bible, that the way that we would like to live our life, to have a better communication with our Creator. And that is related to what we are going through now on the weekly portion that we're reading from the Torah every Shabbat, is all about the sacrifices. And we talked about it a few times about the, the what's the right attitude to bringing a sacrifice, whatever it is. But there is a one that is very unique, and we have a saying in the Talmud that when the time, when the time will come, when the Mashiach, the Messiah will come, and the temple will be built, there will be no more sacrifices. Only one sacrifice, type of sacrifice, will continue. And that will be the sacrifice that we bring to thank the Creator, to show our appreciation. So what I want to talk about is the, the power of the world, thank you. Here's the deal. It's very easy to thank the Creator when everything goes smooth. Right? You don't have a crisis. You have a nice uh, nice life. Thank you, God. Thank you. 
but and that's okay that's that's the way to go but there is a higher level than that and that is to say thank you when things are going wrong meaning we think they're wrong okay and we have this um, if you want attitude or arrogancy to say we know what is good for us and what is bad for us so if it's if it's you the person in the center God is not that important he's working for you and if you know a little bit of history that was the main theme in ancient pagan uh, Greece right you want something you go to the temple of Zeus you say dude Zeus I brought you this this sacrifice this is what I need and if the gods are hearing your prayer and accepting your offering, then it will happen. Or uh, if you want to get married with somebody, you ask Cupidon to go and to shoot an arrow into that poor girl's heart. And so she will fall, love, fall in love with you. This is what happened. This is what Judaism is against. Our creator is not working for us. And he owes us nothing. Zero. Zilz. Gurnished, if you want. Nothing. Okay? Now, if you understand that, so, so, so what's the whole point? Think about it from a different perspective. The, the fact that you are created, that you are alive, it's already a huge advantage. Okay? It's like already you, you've been paid off for whatever. You're alive. And if you want your creator, our creator, to listen to you, to hear what you have to ask, you have to accept the fact that everything he's doing is the best for you. It's all for good. Okay? And I'm not talking about things where people are having the freedom of choice to be evil. I'm talking about the regular, usual uh, life cycle, if you want. Where you go up and somebody's smashing your car. Brand new! Right? And you get out of your car pissed. And it says, what are you doing? Who gave you a license? And if, if, if it's a female, you make her cry. Uh, if it's a driver, you see, okay, can I take him down? Is he like a uh, frightening, you no, know, big guy with tattoos or some small guy? Uh, relax. It's all for good. You never know what why that happened. But if you come with that attitude that says, thank you, my creator, for that car that went, you know, total loss and I lose time and money and fixing and insurance and all this, thank you. I don't know why you did that, but I'm sure it's for good. I'm going to share with you a story from the Talmud, which is the oral uh, law of Judaism, or the, it is the basis of it. There is a story about a guy that um, listened or, or was able to understand. Suddenly, he understood. He understood. Uh, let me see how the story goes. Yeah, he went close to the cemetery and he heard two ghosts talking. And what did he say? He said that you know there is a verdict in the heavens that the cow of Mister So and So, him, is gonna die. In 24 hours. So what this smart guy is doing. He goes and he sells the cow. So he get He didn't lose anything. Right? He redeemed his cow. Okay. The next, the next night he goes to the cemetery. And he listens to those two ghosts talking. Obviously there are no ghosts or anything. But I want you to focus on the message. Because everything has, has a message. And you hear. Well you heard what happened. Uh, he sold the cow. He sold the the cow. So they decided that, the, that he's going. They're going to be a fire in his uh, barn, and everything in the barn is going to be burned out. So what is he doing? He's going to go. He's running home and clear all the barn, all the important stuff, like the whatever uh, equipment, whatever he has there. And there's nothing really to get to, to be burned. And the next night he goes there and says, okay, let's see what's going on now. Right? It's, you, you, you're getting addicted 
to this. You, this powerful. You can understand. You you think you're so smart. It says, listen. You hear the, those two girls talking. Look, look. He, he had a decree on him, like a verdict, to lose the cow. He avoided that. To to uh, to have his barn burned. He avoided that. They decided that it was all for his own good because now the decree is that he will they, he will have to give his soul back. And it's not a good idea because it seems like somebody here is listening to our conversation, so we're going to cut this conversation short. What's the message? All those negative, horrible things, the cow is dying, the barn... Sometimes those things are happening to, to our own benefit. You never know. You just got the fine for 300 bucks. You pay it with a smile and say, thank you, God, for the fine. It's better to take it on this in this way than to buy medication for your kids because they got sick. It's better to uh, accept everything, you know, with, with a smile. I don't know why the Almighty, my Creator, who obviously loves me because He created me, and I don't like the whole we're all sinners attitude. Okay? Um, it's all for the best. Say thank you. And you never know what's, what's in the future. That's my little Jewish wisdom point of view for this program. We're going to end up the program today. Thank you so much for listening, listening to The Jewish View. I'm your host, Rabbi Hanania Khan, here on citycareradio.org. Produced by CTK Media Services.